well, Shannon, another classic Kiwi tune. Yeah, and um, I was a huge fan of Dragon, Brett, um, Mark yeah. Hunt, uh, just some real iconic tunes there, and sad that he has uh, unfortunately left us. Oh, has he? Yeah, yeah, he like, died of cancer a few years ago, oh, okay. yeah, quite some, probably a decade ago. Um, but uh, yeah, good, look, the, the, the Kiwis I, I have s- been able to um, <clears throat> breed good horses and sing some good songs. The, Only a handful of all the, all good, the, good horses and good songs, mind you. All the songs you've chosen for this and have been your choices have been, I would say, what, pre... Oh, actually, the first one no, might have been... Lord? Yeah, that's one. That's contemporary? One. That was about six years ago, I reckon. Was it that long ago? Yes. Yeah. They haven't done a lot in the music scene for a fair while, let's be honest. Oh, what about um, 50 Foot of Grunt? Russell Crowe's uh, 30 foot of grunt Russell Crowe's <laughs> chart topping band I reckon they've uh, piled that off into us I wonder if you'll now, be at the Interdom Russell Rusty yeah oh, throwing phones around we were actually going to use the Counting Crows as one of our songs because of the amount of crows <laughs> that are in uh, New Zealand but um, we decided we'd just stick with it authentic yeah um, I reckon April Sun in Cuba was blaring out of my uh, sound system one night on a, on a trip home from Ballarat uh, when we were probably the last ones to leave and, uh, yeah, so I can attest to how much you love that song. <laughs> no, yeah, that would have been on the Christa Berg, uh, the Don't Pay the Ferryman night, <laughs> oh, I reckon. Remember Cam? Was Cam in the car? Oh, he could have been. He could have been. There's a sheltered kid who hasn't heard many tunes, has he? Oh, well, he's, yeah. Probably, 20, 25, I suppose. Probably, probably not. No. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Brett, welcome. you here. Yeah, yeah. It's tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How am I going to sleep tonight? I do not know. Oh, it's just so exciting, Brett. How are you feeling about the Inter-Dominion and its pending beginning? Um, not as excited as you, obviously, but no, I'm looking mm. forward to it. It's a classic, iconic series and, um, and uh, yeah, beautiful carnival. Looking forward to it. Did you, you, did you go to all three at Perth? No. Oh, didn't you? I can't remember. I don't think I went to I think I missed one. Yeah, okay. I'm just yeah. trying to think of how many consecutive you've racked up. No, nah, no, not not many, not that many. How's your week been otherwise, Brett? Oh, you know, okay, yeah, standard. It'd be good if we could yeah. get some peace from the Auckland Trotting Club Twitter feed or Facebook or hey, social media they releases. Did, they did uh, do their first tweet for three months. Yes, yeah, uh, someone nice little, in, nice little retweet. Someone in head office uh, <laughs> found the ATC uh, password for their Twitter account. I reckon Charlotte Mooney might have hacked the account and just uh, yeah. <laughs> did that retweet of Brecken's for him. Yeah. So. yeah, that's probably exactly what's happened. Right? <laughs> um, um, it is pretty cool, uh, just on that quickly, that um, I can do it and El, El Su are going to be uh, leading out the finals. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Who drove I can do it to win the Inters? I don't know. I presume Mark, but I'm not sure. Yeah, right. No, well, that's a little bit of an omen for you then, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, uh, Mark will probably drive the pacing winners again. Uh, the trotting winner again. Will he? Yeah, okay. I think so. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> well, who drove Elsie to win? Um, the Butcher. <laughs> okay. So you just made up a fact about Mark Purden to bring in... <laughs> I don't know why I call him the butcher either. It, the, the chief. chief. It's the not chief, the, which yeah. apparently no one calls him. No, um, except for Aaron White. Brett, um, it's, it's, been, um, yeah, it's been a good week. I think that... Now, we also need to address something off the top. I'm pleased that you uh, turned up for the podcast today. Why? Where else would I be? I live here. Well, I just, you know, <laughs> thought since you're, uh, you know, might have had bigger offers after after your RSN uh, appearance. 
No, no. Apparently, basically... ratings are through the roof. Downloads are off the scale. Well, I was doing Gareth a personal favour to try to take his uh, sort of broaden his audience yep. and uh, bring him to a bit bigger. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it was good to go in there today with um, uh, Father Glash. And uh, as I was saying to you before, Michael Felgate is a lot shorter than what he sounds on radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's good to know. <laughs> bit of background noise there. Um, yeah, so uh, so how does the, the RSN studio compare to Atticus uh, Lodge? Um, it's actually really good. It, it's actually, it's probably, it's like, it's got an office feel about it, you know, from the office. Yep. From the British office. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, just a few little cubicles there with, yep. um, there's like, as you go in, there's, um, Maddie, Maddie Stewart's got a little cubicle there. Gareth's got one. There's a big dartboard with Josh Nelms' face on it in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, really? yeah. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and that, oh, I couldn't find the bloke who says we're those people because I actually was going to put in a request to say, for God's sake, can we... St- if you listen to RSN as much as I do, mm. oh, Christ, am I sick to death of hearing we're those people and that bloke's fucking voice. It's just... <laughs> that is killing me. So I was keeping an eye out for him because I was going to... Um, yeah, right. Yeah, just give him some feedback. Um... Anyway. Yeah, met, met 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 the Hornet, uh, Matty Nevitt, Gareth's uh, right hand man there. Yeah. But, no, it was it was it was a good interview. We'll uh, we should, we'll uh, give that a retweet. Nice and nice yeah. interview with Father. And, yeah, and, yeah, um, he has got a good story, and it means a lot to him. And it's um, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to be involved in this with him as well. So absolutely, yeah, it was good. And we know how much Gareth likes a good trot story as well. He's he does really like to bring out a story. I suppose loves it. Yeah, loves yeah. it. Um, on Gareth, there was a pretty cool interview on Pundas.com. Do you read that one with him? I read it at Traffic Lights. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't finished it. I just did it briefly. <laughs> okay. There was a really good story in there about how uh, when... Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say, it's not a good story for him, but when uh, Hector JJ finished second in the Inter-Dominion final in Perth. Yeah. And how he backed it at whatever, you know, he kept yeah, on backing it. 200 to 1 or 150 Kept backing it in and then he, the horse gets beaten by, you know, bugger all. He has to go interview Mark Ferdinand after the race. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not not a uh, not a good part of no, your job. Be, no, that wouldn't be a good feeling at all. But it was a great win by Smolder. So, um, so into the minions. So, what have you uh, what have you got planned? What is as the horse Triple Eight going well? Have you got, had updates every day? Um, I haven't had an update, which is always a good thing if you hear something that is un, you know like, you don't want a phone call and you no nah. yep that's right and um. Yeah, so I assume all's going well, Brett. Um, Good. If, um, yeah, no, nah, no, everything's really well like that. Obviously, the story, well, there are a couple of um, stories this week, but one of the significant ones, of course, is the two heats, uh, three heats. But what's your feelings, Brett? So you go three heats, we would have had nine, nine, and eight. Yep. Uh, because Ball of Art only came out when they determined they would only run two heats. So, yeah, right. okay. yep. uh, so we could have had nine, nine, and eight. Um, no, I'm a big fan of the two. Yeah, okay. okay. To be honest. I know that's uh, probably not as an owner what you'd like, but um, I just think it's... Uh, I'm looking through these fields, and they're just even. I think they're going to be great contests. Um, you don't get that with a nine-horse field. And I know... Yeah. I don't I, think so, anyway, personally. I, I take a different view, and not because I have a, um, a, a, a interest in a horse in the series, 
Um, I look at if you look at last week and our Uncle Sam winning at um, yep at AP. Yep, Alexander Park, which was terrific to see. It was a great drive by Tony Hurley and the horse, you know, got over the line. Great training performance to get him back. Yeah, and great punting performance to identify that he was probably a good price. Um, Brett, but there were nine horses in that race. Yeah. And he just got there. Yeah. We're talking about heats of, and that was over 2,200. You go over a mile and you've got 13 horses and you're trying to navigate that track. I don't think that is a track. I think that track could have got, and handled nine, nine, and eight. I, th- I worry the decision's been made on the strength of some people suggesting or, or just counting on attrition. Um, and yeah, I, I take your point. I reckon we're going to have some but, cracking races, but I think that what they've done is made it really inaccessible. But what for were they going to be before? What if they had a full full fields? What were the full fields going to be of? Uh, I don't know. Perhaps ten. Nah, would have been more than that. We should yeah. actually know that hosting a podcast yeah. about the interviews. But yeah, I, I looked in the conditions for it, and I can't actually remember what it said. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, look, it is what it is, and I understand the reason they've done it. Though I understand they can't really do anything more with the prize money. I think what they probably could do, if you were to think about it and have your time again, is yes. that um, you would probably make the heats worth more money. I think. I know it. That, that, that was something in this agreement with the rotation, but if you had sixty thousand dollar heats. And potentially, see, the club's got a free-for-all race there on Friday night where you've got so, horses. Sorry, are like you re- saying they should have had, uh, once they scrapped the heat, they should no, have had No, no, not saying, at all. That's, that, that's You're done. saying they're... They Initially, had- program the heats for 60,000. Okay. And the, all of a sudden, it entices more horses to go over to know that they're going to okay. race in three $60,000 races yep. and have a good chance to earn a check. Okay. I see. Because you've got a horse, I think Revolver might be racing in a free-for-all on Friday night. Now, he came out... Yeah. Of the noms. Yep. Now, I would have said up the prize money in the heats yep. and basically let everyone in your local, like in the North Island, know there won't be a free-for-all on that night unless we have three heats. Yep. Okay. That's so you take that backstop away, and whilst it might sound like you're put, forcing someone's hand, yeah. it, I think the I think it... Having said that, though, I like suppose. that, I did say that, that, that there was, it was a two-heat series the year that Quinny and Smoking Up fought out a final, and... I think there were like something like eight eventual millionaires in that field, in that final field. Yeah, right. That's all right. Yeah, so. I suppose they, I suppose as well, they, you, um, I don't know, was it reasonable to expect that they weren't going to get, I, I, I wouldn't have thought, I thought they would have got more horses nominated for it, but that, but I'm not, I'm not fully, yeah. you know, all over it either. Well, you've got to think there's a very strong Australian representation. That's true. Which is a courtesy of it being in Auckland, which is far easier to get to than, is it? than okay. Christchurch. Yep. Well, you, I don't. I don't travel horses like well, you. Well, from do. Sydney and um, Melbourne, you can fly direct to Auckland. Mm. You can't fly direct across. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think it, I think it leads to some really cracking races. But um, yeah, just one lesson we'd like to enjoy. But yes, the, mm. the races will be terrific. Yep. And and the draws have added to that. Yes. And that's where you can say, oh yeah, we're going to have great races. But had it been, um, you know. Four oh. of the major players drawing one, two, one, two. Yes. That'd be shit house. Yeah. But as it's turned out, as a round one, it's just going to be terrific. And yep. they're very even races, I think. And yeah, it's bloody exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And it's good to hear that um, the Sky Racing Active will be active. Yes. Um, and hopefully that, hopefully Trackside will, it'll obviously be taking the feed from Trackside. So hopefully that's a really good offering as well because yep. just, it's just magic. Friday night. They do it 
really well as well, like the the trackside yeah, uh, yeah. team. Yeah, they're, they're focused on it and committed to it. Yep. Um, Hopefully we get a bit of whale action. Yeah. I find the whale really calming. The big fish. Yeah. Just, uh, the large mammal. You get the, excite- you get the, uh, you get the excitement from your, your Garen and your O'Connor, but the whale's just there constant. I just, love the whale. He's just a, he's a good man, the whale. And I love how he introduces himself in that, you know, with those... Um, adjectives every time he yeah. goes on with the whale watch. No, beautiful. Whale watch here. I'm the whale, the big fish. <laughs> this is my tip. Um, now, Brett, yes. I am... Obviously, we're both absolute devotees of the sport. Yeah. So we're hosting an Inter-Dominion party here on Friday night. Um, we're going to have... Uh, the kids will be doing some uh, spotter yabbying and uh, Leo's going to be giving driving lessons and um, we're going to have a barbecue, and the owner's over. Yep, um, beautiful. You haven't actually... Actually, you have RSVP'd, and... Yeah, what, what's the reason why you um, can't make it, Brett? Because Cam can't make it because he's you know what, I just, not yeah, invited. Yeah. Now, Cam can't make it because he's at Ballarat. Exactly. Yeah, what are you up to? Um, On Inter-Dominion, pretty much the biggest night of... No, uh, well, look, I just thought, you know, since uh, we're, we're competitors in the... Uh, in the Inter-Dominion oh, series. We didn't do our promo. I remember that. I was just going to do it in the break. <laughs> um, Since we're competitors, you think there'll be too much attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're more than welcome to come along in week two, because if you guys win and we sort of, you know, come fifth or sixth or something, then you'll be able to come in and enjoy it a bit more. Without well, the, the it could get awkward when, when if you... I wouldn't like to be around you if you're losing a race, I'll tell you that much. No, that's not true. I'm actually a pretty good loser, and my expectations <laughs> of this are just to be really enjoy being a part of it. Okay. I'd okay. love to make the final, but, uh, yeah, I won't begrudge um, um, Chase Auckland winning, that's for sure. I love that horse. I've been his biggest fan. <laughs> oh. I've never I bagged just... that horse. I've never bagged oh. that horse. Never. We've had some avid listeners out there. I've never, ever potted that horse. You have never, ever. I wish I owned it. Oh, give me a spell. It's true, Brett. You would sell it if you owned him. Um, What other news have we got, Shannon? Anything? Um, No, not really. No. (laughs) I don't think we have. No, it's been a pretty quiet week. Um, Obviously, we didn't do our um, counting the days one day to go. Well, actually, we did do that at the start. Yeah, otherwise, it has actually been eerily quiet. Which is probably a good thing. You don't want any... Uh... No, I don't. I want noise. You want some major Yeah, I want some noise. No, I just want the, the someone from... Like, like even Johnny Turner, who like gave some evidence oh. last week that he's obviously got his PA checking don't on you... our podcast to put out his twi- <laughs> tweets from his Twitter account. <laughs> but, um, don't wake Jake. Garrick, Garrick's done what? He got the... Jake El- Elsu, um, uh, yeah. what? What's the trotter called? I, I can, can do some story. Yeah. And then says, let's shake this down. And that's the extent of his um, contribution this JT week. Got in the, the stories. JT got another front page during the week on the ODT. What the... is that sound? <laughs> Sounds like someone's uh, boiling a kettle. Um, a front page for what? The ODT. What's ODT? The Otago Daily Times. Oh, yeah? And what was the subject? Kids' carts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trots. Okay. Very okay. In the future, Shannon. Yeah. Um... No, it's just that it seems to be that... Well, anyway, maybe we're just lucky that we have a um, HRV invest uh, quite heavily in our media department. That is true. That is true. All right, Brett. What have we got, Shannon? We're doing um, my favourite intro in the history of this um, podcast. podcast. Yeah. 
Well. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. What is your huckleberry? Nah, it doesn't work like that, Brett, because I haven't worked it out yet, so you better go first <laughs> with your huckleberry <laughs> while I Google mine and just get some little numbers to go with it. Okay. Jeez, it sounds like you're doing some uh, proper research. Um, I've got... Um, I've got... Well, this is a this is a bit of a, a longer-term huckleberry. Fake smile. Yes. Tabor horse. Yeah, well, formerly, tra- yeah, former, yeah, now, now trained Demmer. by Craig Demmer. Yeah, just a bit of a surprise to see him back doing this. That is a good. I'm your Huckleberry. Two and a half years off, he basically had. Yeah, like he he won. I don't know what he won. His first eight or something. Then had a few placings or something like that, and then had about two and a half years off. And now he's come back, and now he's beaten Lumineer and you know won a Group Three. He's on, you know. That was a pretty good run, or not a pretty good run. Yeah, it was an run. outstanding run, yeah. And um, he's good. a really good horse, and it's good to see him. How long did this, was it? Two and a half years? Yeah, it was uh, It was 27th of May, 2016, and then to 2nd of November, 2019. So it's a bloody big time off. Um, he's now a, what is he, an eight-year-old? So that's a, that's my first Huckleberry. My second Huckleberry was just uh, our Uncle Sam. Not that he could do something like that, but the fact he did it after... And I know there's, you know, certain people backed him, obviously. Got some overs about it. <laughs> Paying for their Triple Eight party this week. Um, but just good to see him back, doing doing what he does best. Yeah, and I, I really love that the Frisbee family work as a team and, and obviously consider themselves a team. Team Frisbee? Yeah. And obviously this has got a butt. But if Tony Hurley he can drive that horse through the series, oh, um, you, you'd keep him on. Oh, undoubtedly, and it's not even a knock on Anthony Frisbee. It's it's like, um, uh, yeah, it just makes so much sense to access one of the greatest drivers yeah. uh, in Australasia on his home track, on his home deck, and. In, on such a complex and, and, and something which has got so many uh, nuances for new and uninitiated drivers. So yeah, it was great to see Uncle Sam do that because they've had a hellish five weeks, a lot of misfortune and he just didn't handle it and they've kept fronting him up and so it was great credit to them. So. And you Good can on. just imagine what that's like going through that, what they went through and the relief they must have. Oh, had. bloody oath. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. Um. Brett, I, I think I told you before I didn't really have an, a, a Huckleberry, but I did like your fake smile one. Mm. Um, but I have sort of manufactured one, and that is, surprisingly, um, one that I have an interest in, and it's Lord Zinzin. <laughs> Brett, he has ran an awesome second again in the free-for-all the other night. Yep. It was emergency, uh, came into the field, and I think, um, what was Luke's good horse? Was it um, Cash, Cash and Flow? Flow? Yep. Well, what's Luke's good horse? Well, there's 20 of them. But Cash and Flow, he ran a terrific second to Cash and Flow. 12 bucks a place, thank you very much. But this is a horse that we had basically retired and um, not given... Oh, we we just given up. We, he, he was finished. Yep. And he served a few mares, as we think we might have mentioned previously. He's got some foals on the ground, or they're yearlings now. And then he used to run around... The, he, he, he was paddocked in the... His paddock was in the middle of John's track, 
and he used con- he just started pacing around the inside of the track, <laughs> yeah, inside right. the fence. I think John said because he was in there with a few mares and he sort of was protective of them, like they were his harem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he was just doing it and doing it so well. So yep. John got his troublesome suspensory scanned, came back with the all clear. Yep. And I think he's earned some. He's been something like 55,000, won three races, placed several times in the last sort of four months. Yeah, and, right. and similarly here, oh, he didn't have as long as Fake Smile, or he had two years off. Yeah, yeah. And yep. he's come back and done that. So yep. Yep. we, as owners, were just completely surprised and blessed. Mm. And it's just joyous because we were just glad to know that John loved the horse so much that he said, I'll give him a home for life. Yep. And can I breed a few of my mares to him? We're like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I'm happy to talk with Alan and yourself about doing a deal after um, <laughs> this second incarnation of him. I think there was a good horse. That ca- Actually, there was a horse that came over and he stood at Empire at some stage, Brett. He was a force. He was a um, uh, Cam's car chuck. Okay. And he was retired and he came out here and stood a season and he was failed, I think, as a stallion. I had no interest. And he went back and did an amazing job in North America, better than what he had. Oh, previously. Shark Jester. Yeah. 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 Mm. So... Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe getting a few shots away can actually help performance. Well, that's what I told you last week about bling it on. Yes. <laughs> yes, Brett. There you yeah. go. It's the best form one you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, all right. Brett, I reckon it's time to go for a break. It is. Shannon. Welcome back, Brett. Uh, Brett, we may as well jump straight into it with the the segment that has no theme tune that's been <laughs> promised a theme tune forever uh, with social scene. Brett, what did you see in social media uh, in the last week that caught your eye? Um, I had a couple of things. I had three things, actually. One was from at Craig Demler. Of course, he's over in New Zealand with my Kiwi mate. And he uh, tweeted out a, a really good photo of him. Big Bad Barry Purden and uh, the Rampaging Roy Purden. Yeah, great photo. Obviously, uh, Craig, you know, worked for Barry there for, for a number of years and, you know, yeah, three three legends of the sport. Um, my second one was from uh, our one of our uh, old-time listeners, Paul Symes at Fat Postman. <laughs> He's just tweeted out a, a, a foal photo after five years of trying, I finally had uh, finally have a happy and healthy, not so little filly on the ground. Oh, great! Yeah, really cool. Yeah, he's a ripping guy, Paul, yeah. and uh, just he's, you know, just great to see. And uh, and good. That's a great reward for persistence after oh, five years because yeah. we both know it can just you can get setback after setback in the breeding caper. So yeah, yeah, yeah particularly good. No, it's a really good story. And uh, last but not least, a late entry from uh, the old front page Johnny Turner. Um, with his retweet of uh, of a picture of Bling It On, Bling It On facing an uphill battle at the Inter Dominions, it's uh, for some reason they've done a, they've done the picture of Bling It On, and he's on a forty five degree angle. Yes, don't know why that they've taken that picture or why they've um, chosen to put it on that angle, but yeah, um, yeah thought it was not bad from from JT after his uh, you know the little, that, the little critique you gave him last week. Was that last week? Oh, about not being involved in Twitter. Yeah. Anymore. Yes. Um, yeah, but otherwise the week before, he, when he sort of gave it to us for you, the use of um, which is probably fair to, he said we yeah, say um yeah, a lot. Yeah, uh, And was, did, was the story this week on the front page about the mini trotters? I believe so, yes. Right. Because yeah. I was going to go with um, back page Turner Overdrive as uh, his nickname, <laughs> but that's gone if he's on the front page. Well, maybe it was the back page. I can't remember. It might have been. I don't know. Anyway. Good on him. Look, he's just going places, that guy. He's he Johnny Turner with a bullet. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, 
Now, Brett, mine yes. was sort of related to um, at Go the Vikings, Tara Tom Hogan. So oh. you would have seen uh, Sue, his his wife, uh, tweeted out um, a video of Tara singing um, at karaoke. Yep. And he, he's actually quite an accomplished performer, Tom. And uh, it was a terrific thing, but... And that video was really good to see him singing. But what then sort of in the ensuring 48 hours yep. was Tara responding to every single person who wished him a happy birthday and <laughs> giving a little summary of the person as his response to that. And yeah. everybody who sort of uh, would have followed Tara or saw that on Twitter would have been yeah quite impressed by the amount of effort he put in replying to birthday wishes. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn anything? Um, about any of the people? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Actually, I can't put my finger on it right now. Okay. I think by the time he got to Denny Savitzanos, which was two days after his birthday, he just said, thanks, Danny, go cruise, <laughs> which was a sign of the exhaustion he'd had because some of them were sort of paragraph-long appraisals of people yeah. involved in his life. But yeah. good yeah. on him. Beautiful. Um, all right, that was Social Scene. That was. Yeah. Brett, sports bet. It's time for our sports bet, boys, to... Uh... Yeah, ADI's back in the uh, in the uh, cart this week. And, uh, and I've got no her. doubt they are going to go on there and talk about the drought being, being broken with their mega bet. I mm. will have to say, though, that I have had a poor experience around that. And as a three-time investor in the mega bet, I waited just to have a look at the market in the lead-up to the race before I jumped in. <laughs> just before the race, I um, invested a few... Uh, deposited a few dollars in my sports bet account to put the mega bet on, and it was gone, disappeared. So um, I actually, in typical Shannon fashion, missed out on the mega bet. So I'm not sure whether that's practice, uh, boys, but um, yeah, I wasn't a winner, sadly, because I never got on the mega bet. But I'm, I hope some people did, and uh, it was good to see Emron Clayton get in a Stuart Quinella for the Geelong Cup. Yeah, it was. No, beautiful. All right, JK and ADI, take it away. Sports bet market update for the Inter-Dominion. And finally, we're here, the week of the first round of heats. And ADI is back from a short let-up. Mate, uh, Trotters Heat 1, complete lack of action here at the moment. There's been a bit of a specking for Kenny's dream at odds. Uh, $71 into 19 at the moment. And Habibi Inter, currently best price, but a lack of action here. Do you think it drifts or do you think it firms or stays thereabouts? Yeah, well, Big Jack Hammer, the Australian, he's drawn one, and we know he's got good gate speed, so I guess a lot will depend on the tactics uh, from from the draw. I think Luke's Luke McCarthy's engaged there, so prob- oh, I'm very, very, on, our, very um, on the fence response yeah, there for the first heat. Yeah, so I guess a bit unsure. Happy to sort of uh, let the punters decide on that one for me. Yeah, good call. And Trotter's heat number two, if we thought there was a lack of interest in the, in the first one, a complete lack of interest in this market so far. I'm not sure whether it's uh, just a complete lack of interest in the horses altogether or whether the market's correct. It's one of the two, but um, yeah, what are the odds in the, in, in the Trotters heat number two? Yeah, so Mark Hull is, um, we're at 165. He's out to 170. Um, he, he, of course, is the uh, the favourite for the series. He's, he's featured in a stable chain, so Barry Purden's taken over. Uh, so there's, obviously, we're respecting that uh, at the price, seventy Punters haven't stepped in, so another wait-and-see uh, approach there by the punters, I think. 
Yep, good call. And now the Pacers Heat number one. They're much, much more action here in, in both of the Pacers Heats, but uh, Pacers Heat number one. Ultimate Snipe has been a big move so far this week. $4 into two fifty, which is a huge go. And as a result, San Carlos uh, been the other way. It's three sixty out to $5. And there's a couple of other little moves and betting and uh, interest in the race as well, ADI. Yeah, Henry uh, Hubert, uh, $101 into 41 um, and the other one, Colt 31, the Queenslander, we've actually taken a bit of 300 each way, um, but we've, from the Barry 7... Yeah, no um, change the price. Haven't changed the price. I think Dixon will drive a conservative, maybe looking for points there. So, yep. yeah, we'll, we'll stay with that. So you continue to try and lay that one throughout. I think so. Uh, the pace is heat number two. Um, they've backed, backed the two fancies, really. Bling it on, $3 into two fifty, which is a decent move. And crews very similar, three eighty into to three dollars, and we've also laid one, but another one you're happy to lay here. Yeah, triple eight. There's uh, there's oh, been a couple of punters, controversial uh, one, controversial. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he won't be a good result for us, but uh, hoping for Shannon, he, he runs a good race. A good race, but uh, doesn't win. <laughs> so you're happy to lay, and you've stayed at ten dollars there. Yeah, exactly. Now in the futures markets, uh, won't go through the whole list of them now that we're in uh, we're in heat territory, but Mark Kula, uh, one you continue to lay here. Yeah, or so, continue to attempt to lay. But, uh, very aggressive pricing. Yeah, well, look, we are clear best at the three twenty. I've, I've had a look around and two thirty, two fifty on offer. So, um, if you like Mark Cooler, come and back him. Ten um, rolls, clear best. I like it. Aggressive. Yeah. Um, and in the paces, um, Chase Auckland uh, seven fifty, and the market's sort of around four to five dollars. So. Okay, so very aggressive. So if you've got an interest out there in yeah. Mark Cooler in the trotters or Chase Auckland in the paces, you know where to shop. Now the Megabet finally. The, the monkey off the back, you can visibly, visibly see the monkey jump off the back and, and walk out the, the door on Saturday night in the Geelong uh, Pacers Cup. We had an Emma Stewart Quinella, and she ended up running the trifecta for good measure. So I must say, though, there was, there was a lack of interest and a lack of support um, in that market compared to, to recent weeks. Um, no surprise, no really, surprise, given, no. uh, given how the results had went with the previous mega bets. But great to see those punters that stayed loyal get a win there. And ADI, you've been busy building the Inter-Dominion Megabit Hub? Yeah, so I've, I've uh, built um, six markets live on site. So we've got um, markets on you know, the winning state um, or the country of the, the Pacers and Trotters final, um, select runners to win all three heats of final, um, and the highest place to throw in, um, in both the Trotters and Pacers. Um, in the final, good, and that that hub stay alive throughout yeah, the series. So we'll we'll stay live throughout the series and just update as the the series goes on. But um, aim is to to keep it live and and punters while they're watching the heats, they can yeah. uh, have a look and maybe uh, beat us to uh, to a price move. Little insight <laughs> here: we may fall asleep on a couple there, so yeah. fastest finger first scenario. There, don't be afraid to to dive into some of the odds if we forget to update the markets throughout. But yeah, we'll aim to keep what half a dozen markets there live throughout the series. That's it. Yep. And an extra megabit for the listeners of the podcast. So we're going with the the heat night number one. So it's the four favourites to place on the opening night. ADI, do you want to run us through the details of that one? Yep. So Habibi Inter, Markula, Ultimate Sniper, Bling It On. We're giving uh, an enhanced price of three twenty. Um, currently, I 
think it was it's about two twelve. Yeah, touch over two dollars. So that's yep. that's all of those uh, favourites to place. To place. Yeah. So it's a, a, a very safe sort of option in terms of not relying on any to win. Uh, all we need is uh, the four favourites, so the two trotters and, and the two paces, the favourites of each of those races um, to cling on and run a place. That's right. And generally the heats, I mean, they can be sometimes boring affairs with the yep. favourites getting a soft run. So it might be an easy way to, to win a few dollars. That's a big boost. So hopefully um, some of those loyal clients stick around for that one, but also some returning customers there that jumped off the Emma Stewart one last week. Uh, and just finally, last week at the end of our little segment, we introduced um, a little bit extra. Um, we, we're titling this uh, uh, the Sports Bit Extra because we're not very creative, but we highlighted a couple of sectional stars for punters to follow. We identified a couple at Menangle, one of which won and another one was very well back but couldn't get the job done. But we thought we'd continue on with that theme this week. And ADI, you found a sectional star. Yeah, so Payrise, um, it's had two runs for Karen Manning and both um, have been really good. And, and last week, uh, having looked at the sectionals, it was clocked to run its last half in 54.09 and 26.34. And that was um, coming wide as well at Melton. It's actually engaged this Saturday night as well. Um, it's got an inside back row draw, but um, if it sees daylight... Um, it'll it'll run home. Good. Nothing better than a sectional star that's going around in the near future so you don't have to wait. <laughs> uh, my insight here is just around Craig Cross. We mentioned last week that his stable's been running through brick walls. Um, the stats back it up. So we've dived a little bit deeper into the stats here. And so far this season, Craig Cross has had 69 wins and a further 41 placing. So his win strike rate's currently going at 33%. But profit on turnovers. If you backed each of these runners so far this season... You'd be winning at 69% profit on turnover. Numbers I haven't really seen before, they are phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's amazing that, uh, I mean, he's got so many runners, but you can still just back his runners and, and collect, so. You can actually yeah. back him blindly at the yeah. moment and come out all right exactly. there. You'd be, you'd be well up on us there, so 69% profit on turnover. So a couple there, Craig Cross, uh, just follow wherever he's going at the moment. His stable's flying and pay rise at Melton this weekend. That's it from us. Happy punting. Enjoy night one of the heat action. Gamble responsibly. Another good uh, segment there from the boys, Shannon. Yeah, it was good to have ADI back in the chair, Brett. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he does a better job than Boomer, let's be honest. <laughs> Who I called Anthony or Tony last week, and his name was Troy, so apologies for that, Boomer. Yeah. My brother's Troy, and we don't really get along, so it's probably a good thing <laughs> that I called you Tony. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, Megabit got up this week. We've got another yes. one this week. The favourites in all f- four heats, isn't yep. it? To run a, to, to run to a place. place. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I, I, You're not going to jump in on that one? I don't think so, Brett. Um, no. Are you recommending you're not? I, I do, one of the, out of their Megabit suite, there is one that I really like. Yes. And that is, if you go to the Inter-Dominion Harness Racing Hub, just, just put Megabet in the search part of Sportsbet. ADI's been busy here. On the app. Yeah, there's a few good options there. Um, I like highest place Oz in Pacers final. I think Uncle Sam at 10 bucks is isn't a bad bet there. That'll be the Megabet that I'll probably have this week. Yep. Um, yeah, and probably reasons for that will, be, will come out in my unders and overs segment, Brett. Yeah, right. Um, okay. But... Yeah, so thanks to the Sport Bet boys. Brett, it's your charity bet. It is. We got robbed. No, we didn't get robbed. We got dudded by uh, AP Gath last week. Oh, to think, to to see him like, just 
mind-boggling that he would go and waste $100 of charity money, taking basically food out of the mouths of starving children. And, um, and uh, you know, like, yeah. who knows? There's probably 600 kids that are probably going to get malaria now that wouldn't have. Had he actually serviced, the, you know, this taken this more seriously... He gets a dollar sixty-five favorite beat, and then his wife goes and wins on three or four double-figure odds winners for the weekend. She barely drove a loser on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. And don't worry about the starving Africans, uh, Andy. Uh, we'll just pick up the tab there this yeah. week when Brett goes and finds us a winner at decent at a decent price, hopefully. Which is Brett, hundred bucks yours. Spend it how you wish. Uh, Chase Auckland on the nose. What's he race six number three? Uh, to win his heat. All right. Confidence. Confidence, baby. Confidence. Yep. Yep. Mislaid, but good. That's, um, <laughs> that's good. <clears throat> um, um, all right. Brett, we, oh, do you know what we're going to do after? We've got unders and overs now. Yes. And then what I think we'll do, which we haven't actually, is go have a quick look at each heat. Yeah. We Why don't we do that? that? I mean, we watch enough of this. Well, do you want to combine we? the two? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, Let's shit. just zip through this then, okay? Okay, okay. Okay. The unders... <laughs> I get confused by this. I know, I know, I know. I, I think about way. underpants. <laughs> okay. I don't think about underpants. <laughs> the unders... I'm going to give it... I'm cheating here, Brad. I'm going wide. I'm not going to identify one horse, which is our rule. Okay. The unders this week and for the final are the Australian Pacers. I don't think any of them are value. Jeez. So I am giving them a wide berth. Our Uncle Sam's thirty-four bucks in his heat and five bucks to five fifty the place. No chance. No comment. Okay. All right. Okay. Overs. Monty Python this week at thirty-four dollars and five dollars a place. Uh, probably cheating again to bring a place bet into it. All of a sudden, he'll be three pegs, uh, four pegs at worst. Yep. Um, and that'll be a really good spot to be. It's pretty good passing lane at Alexandra Park. And um, horse is going well. So that is my over. I actually chucked in, in my uh, HRV. What's that thing called? The old star, star Stable. Star Stable. Something that's not Star Stable, but that'll be. Yeah. Um, it's a bloody old horse, but he's a bloody good campaigner. Just continues. Yep. Yeah. And ran a good race during cut week. So um, my unders. I'm going Winterfell as my under. Six bucks in his heat. He's drawn the outside of the back. Yeah. And doesn't really trot. Um, doesn't have a great record. Um, and he's up. Mark Hall's drawn one. He's seventy. There's a couple of other decent trotters in there, like Tough Monarch, who's drawn poor. But um, but I think six bucks is, is unders. I think that's just a Purden factor. Now, having said that... Um, <laughs> I'm warming to the fixer in the in the second heat, Shannon. Six bucks. Um, he's drawn one off the inside of the back. I like the uh, I like the fact he'll be on the rails. I think the whole way. I'm uh, making him my overs, which is probably a bit stupid, but for the sake of uh, this podcast getting finished, that's my overs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, Brett. Yes. I think this is what we'll do. Okay. We'll take a break now. Yep. We'll come back with a beer review and then a very quick summary of our thoughts on each heat. Sounds good. Brett, welcome back. Uh, listeners, yes. beer review time. This is a rare night tonight. I just, I'm not in the mood. Um, I, we had a couple of 
well, I had a potter draft when we went down to get some takeaways. <laughs> yep. And I bought this Prickly Moses Otway Pale Ale. This is quite nice. It's it's a bit maltier than a typical pale ale. Okay. I don't mind that either. Um, um, it's I assume it's made in the Otway Ranges, so I don't know who bottles it. Mm-hmm. Prickly Moses. Meh, trying a bit hard, maybe, with that name to sound cool. Um, <laughs> Otway Brewing. Barongarook. Never anyway, heard of it. I will give this, I reckon, about a... I wouldn't buy it again. No. But I'll drink it. Yeah. Unlike last week's stuff, which I ended up drinking anyway (laughs) because I have a problem. Um, But I wouldn't buy this again. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Prickly. Yeah. It's... And even the bottle, like... It's a pretty lame label. It's pretty piss (laughs) weight. You wouldn't be given the label 6.5. Anyway, that's that. So I've actually moved on now to a Pinot Noir. Yeah, to... a bonus wine review. Here we go. Well, yeah, well, this is good. But um, this is sort of, yeah, it's lovely because they do do a good Pinot in New Zealand. So this isn't a Kiwi one, but it's just time to start to get the um, taste buds acclimatised. Yep, yep. Um, very sensible. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're going to Mexico City for the Olympics, you're going to start, you know, training at altitude, aren't you? So <laughs> Exactly You don't right. want to go over there and end up getting shit-faced on their Pinot in the first week. No, no, mm. no. It may happen anyway, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett. Yes, let's go. Let's let's okay. do this, and we'll, I think um, yeah, we'll just go through some of uh, what we think may happen. All the do you want to take a timer on this, and uh, we'll we'll make it like a yeah, that's a good idea. A two minute, no, three. Give us our three minutes. You, you get one minute on. You get one minute on the race. So I get one minute on the race. Okay. Okay. You ready okay. to go? You want me to put the timer on? I've got the timer on my phone. Oh, great. Yeah. Are you going first? Yeah, okay, I'll go first. So this is uh, race five, Inter-Dominion Championship, heat one. You say when to go, Brett. Go. Okay, I think Big Jack Hammer will lead. Um, Habibi into his outstanding run on free-for-all day in that Dominion handicap. He came from three pegs that day. Mm. I don't know that because of his gait, I actually don't even know anything about the horse. So I don't know whether Luke will actually hand up. I think he might... Um, probably park him. I think Paramount King will be behind the leader in Monty Python, three pegs. Uh, Habibi Inter on his last start, and Big Jack Hammer will be the two fighting out the finish, I would think. And I think Monty Python will run third. And if there's any great pressure up front, he actually, you know, could be a blowout. McLovin, um, obviously, he's a super horse. Andy said he's got the constitution for it. Outside the back row, I don't know, at some point he's going to have to um, do a bit of extra work. Um, yeah, so they're the first four. Beautiful. Um, all right, I think, as you said, Big Jack Hammer will lead. It's going to hand up to have the Inter, I think. A um, couple here that uh, sort of probably probably been specced a little bit. Um, massive Metro. He's a horse that uh, seems to be seems to be coming into the race in decent form. Trotting master Andy Gath liked him last week. Sorry yeah, to interrupt you. No, Kenny's dreams been been backed a bit apparently um, for the for the Iceman. He's uh, sorry she has got um, terrific form as well. Tricky draw though. Um, did you bring the beers? Fifty one dollars seems a little bit high for that horse, but uh, who knows where it's going to it's going to settle from the outside draw. Um, I do like Monty Python and I do like Mick Lovin. 
But you know what? Let's go. Let's see. Uh, let's see uh, Dom. You know, earn some big points in this race. Yeah, and, and uh, put on uh, a show. Put on a show. But yeah. it's yeah. I think it's. It, would you say it's a it's a leader track? It is a leader track, isn't it? AP or pegs Pe- pegs track. Yeah, pegs dominated. It depends. Yeah. It's very hard to come wide if the speed's not on early. It's very very difficult to come wide. It's yeah. it's very hard to come wide in that last turn. Turn. Right. Um, so you need speed on early. So if there's speed on early, it'll bring McLovin into it. Yep. If it's not, it'll be very very difficult for him to win. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. Race six. Heat one of the pacing champs. Uh, I think in this race, Ashley Lokehouse will be first to the pegs. It will hand over to its stablemate, Chase Auckland. San Carlo will sit outside Chase Auckland. Ultimate Sniper will go back. Colt 31 will go back. Um, I think uh, then a lot of them will sit and wait for that chance to come around, as in the horses that are off the back, including our Uncle Sam, who actually might be really well-placed. Um I think San Carlo will bore it up, chase Auckland, and I think Ashley Lokaz will sprint lane and win this heat. Henry so, Hubert and our Uncle Sam will rattle home. Sniper, I love him. I think he could win the final. I'm just a bit worried about his draw and where he'll be in it. I don't really rate Colt 31 that highly. So, ultimate sniper, why do you think he's going to go back? Because... I think that San Carlo will be sitting in the chair and won't hand over to him. And I think San Carlo will probably be faster out than him. So you don't see a scenario where um, if Chase does get the get the front at some stage, Nat just keeps going forward and eventually Chase hands up to San Carlo? Nah. Really? Not at all? Okay. Um... If that's the case... And sorry, Brett, and just to add to that. Yep. If she does that, you've got Chase Auckland hoping for the sprint lane. Yep. You've got Ultimate Sniper left parked, and you've got Ashley Lokaz three pegs. Um, so whilst Chase Auckland could win under those circumstances, because that's his game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice little knock again. Um, yeah, no, I don't think that would be the case. Okay, okay. So, um... You go. You're minute on the race. No, I'm in my minute right now. Oh, sorry. No, no, Just go then. I won't interrupt you. No, no, I'm asking you a question because you're the expert, Shannon. (laughs) Can can Max Shard do any... Can Max Shard run a place at all? Or is he going to get too far back on the I think he'll be too far back. Okay. Um, Our Uncle Sam, 550 the place? Good value? Good value. Absolutely good value. What does Henry Hubert... Oh, you just gonna just go back and luck. hope for luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's I can't. I don't know. He'd be, he'd be struggling. My Kiwi mate. Any chance? What does he get off the gate? Yeah. Like? Uh he he will be. Will um, he just try and slot in somewhere in the running line. I think he'll follow Chase Auckland across, and then um, yeah, he'll be one out, two, one out, three back. Yep. Yeah. He's four twenty. The place. It's not terrible. Yeah. The Devil's Own surely has no chance. No. Uh, Colt 31, I don't know what the hell they do. He did, but when he galloped that day at Menangle, what was that, two starts ago? Uh, sorry, Melton, I mean. Melton, yeah. He did, was going to fly the arm that day. Yeah. But you wouldn't think they'd do that first up, surely. No, it's looking like a Chase Auckland win to me. Placing. <laughs> Race seven. <laughs> the Race. second of the Trotters heats. Race seven. Uh, got any... Got any Mark Huller. Mark Huller. This looks a Mark Huller. 
I don't know, $1.70 short. Majestic Man will be on his back. I do like Majestic and Man. And it's, you know... Um, He's got some good and, closing speed. If he and does. Barry Purden is a master trainer. Yep. But who normally trains Mark Hula? Um, Fords. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't really know them, but um, I just they're think, very good. Oh, well, they've yeah. only got a small, small number, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, tough Monarch hasn't done one thing wrong. Not at all. He's been super. You know, in his last month, so um, I don't it's know. It's a what. shit house draw for him. Yep. But did they 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 did they lead one of these races? Really had a crack on Cup Day? Did they find the front by having by you know blazing off the gate? Uh, it's a good question. I can't remember. He has to go forward though. I think. Yeah. Temporary Ali. He won last start. I'm not a mess. He's a good horse. Like he always, he's always there in the finish, but he doesn't like the line very much. So he's got Royal Dra- Royal Jade's team and his All Star team. Does he? Is, yeah. So you you, you always got to be wary when Sooty's hovering around the place. Yes. You know, especially those on. long odds, sixty-seven dollars and eleven dollars the place. Yeah, uh, yeah. another um, of the Nan runners. Um, I would be staying out of that race, but Mark Hall, you know, he's, he's got the draw and he's and he's the, you know, the best horse. I think. I think if you give his last start, I think it was you know probably a bit of driver error. I'm going to go tough monarch there just for something that's value because he's five bucks or something, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's six fifty and one seventy on sports bet. Righto. Um, now, the big one, Shannon, yeah. for you. Yeah. Heat two of the paces, race yeah. eight. Give yeah. us your scenarios here because I know you've studied this race more than any other. Uh, no, that's not the case. It wouldn't surprise me to see Star Galleria fly the arm. He hasn't been going that great, uh, but he does have wicked gate speed. He loves the track. Mm-hmm. And if he is, you know, if he isn't 100%, we won't know that until the last 200 metres, which is what's been sort of failing him. Uh, this season um, Atomic Red ha- is really good oh, well it's got good gate speed it's going to be hard for it to get crossed unless it chooses to hand up yep. Star Galleria could be there in a hell of a hurry um, I think the fixer well he's just been playing this time in um, this should be his best run out of the three heats if you think of his hoof issues which have plagued him as well yep. they don't go away in a hurry Cruz Bromac is probably the best horse in the race, but has gonna, you know, could potentially have a pretty tricky draw and a lot of horses to navigate around. Classy Brigade's going great, but I don't know what's going to be his go. I can't see him being on the fence, and I think he needs that to be um, to be weighing in. Another masterpiece has been poor. Um, yeah, so this race, I think Triple Eight will win. <laughs> I like it. Over to you, Brett. I like it. I think it's, um, we discussed this race off air. If Atomic Red leads, I don't think it hands up to anything. If Sicario crosses Atomic Red at the start, which I don't know whether it can or it can't, but if it can, then that changes everything because it'll hand up to something. If Atomic Red leads and it doesn't hand up, well, the fix is going to be behind its back, and I really like that scenario. But if Sicario goes forward and tries to lead, well, Cruz Bromac's going to get a beautiful run through. And potentially follows it right through, and, and I don't know, it might even have a crack for the front. I actually think Bling It On will find the front. I think Atomic Red will hand over to Bling It On, um, and I doubt Bling It On would hand up to anything then over 2200. No, no, he won't end up, I don't think. No, but yeah, I don't know. Atomic Red, they like to roll in front with the horse. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it's an interesting race. Yeah, 
But on what? Yeah, okay. What? No. Oh, just the fixer. I just, I don't know. Like, he, he was so flat-footed. <laughs> Literally, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the, that free-for-all day. And maybe that was because he was backing up and he hadn't had the miles or the prep. But he was just about as poor a run as there was in the race on the free-for-all day. He was, yeah, Two he, weeks ago. He wasn't good. Two weeks ago, he didn't make ground when he should have. I don't. You probably ran the, you know, the slowest last 400 or something like that of that race when he sat 1-1. I, the only I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in Mark and Natalie to get him get yeah. back. Yeah. Natalie's driving, which I really like. Yeah. And I'm thinking that Atomic Red might be able to leave it. Not head up. A, a, a grenade was thrown into the uh, All Stars nest today when Father Glashine really challenged the stewards <laughs> to have a good look into. Uh, <laughs> into he did. How did you find that? I was quite uh, affronted by that. Um. I, I don't think Father doesn't mind speaking his mind. <laughs> I have been at like a, a one of those first road shows, and he just got up and uh, Marty's road shows, and he just got yeah. up and said his said his piece and yeah. didn't hold back. So it didn't surprise me he would have something like those views. But um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, something you're probably not going to hear very often. <laughs> and probably uh, good that DVD Macca can't uh, doesn't get RS in it. Uh, yes, in, in New Zealand. Um, that's it, Shannon. That is it. Um, yeah. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, as long as Shane's Two rounds down. Yes. Two rounds down. And That's very true. So, everything will have changed. Yeah. Everything yeah. will have changed. You'll, oh, be, okay. you'll be either on, on top of the world. Or no, what, do you know what? I will just savour it. I will just savour this, Brett. Because, Good work, um, Shane. Good work. It's cool to be a part of. Obviously, I'd really love if we could accrue enough points to make the final. But it's the first time I've ever experienced uh, an Inter-Dominion as an owner. Yep. Albeit in a small way only, and that is enough of a reward at the moment. Good. Sydney, my expectations might be a bit higher in twelve months' time when we, you know, had a, had a year of hard, hard graft. <laughs> You're seriously looking looking forward twelve months? No, uh, forty eight months. I'm talking about Sydney in 2024 when the world will really be peaking. As a nine year old, like uh, San Carlo and uh, Cruz Bromac and Bling It On or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. So that's true. where you got to be. Okay. All right, listeners. Good luck. Good luck with your betting over it. Good luck with your own podcasts, your rival podcasts, and um, enjoy the Inter Dominion experience. And we'll speak next Tuesday. Catch you later, listeners.